0: Thank you so much for this lovely song. It will cheer us up in spite of the thunder around us. And we will just ask the Lord to bless us and that the Holy Spirit will be able to work with power in our hearts. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask you especially that the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our Lord and Savior and Redeemer. Amen. And may the rain be a symbol of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, because that is what we need. We need the Holy Spirit. Now, I thought about the avenues of God's power, but before that, I have a question. What is your focus in daily living? Think about it. When you get up in the morning and you go to breakfast, what is the focus of the day? You know, I remember there was a time in my life I got up and switched on the radio. You know, Associated Press, BBC, National Public Radio, and whatever, and get the latest what is taking place in the world. And then, of course, uh, In breakfast we talk about it and at the end of the day, how was your day and what's new? And I can tell you that what you hear during the day in the morning and in the evening is generally not good news. Is it? Not at all. And uh, the question is now: What is your focus in daily living? And in the light of this, uh, a few days ago, a friend of mine shared a thought a statement that was quite profound, and I like to share this with you. In the light of God's power, many fix their eyes. Upon the terrible wickedness existing around them, the apostasy, the weakness on every side, and they talk of those things until their hearts are filled with sadness and doubt. They keep uppermost before them the mind, in mind the masterly workings of the arch deceiver. All this is as Satan would have it. It's a mistake to think of the enemy of righteousness as closed with so great power when we dwell so little upon the love of God and his might. Therefore, we must talk of the mightiness of Christ. You can see the contrast here between what Satan is planning to do and what Christ wants us to do. And you find this in Councils to the Church, page 79. And in this light, I thought to myself, what shall I share? Now, we know that all power is in the hands of Jesus, right? And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Matthew 28, verse 18. But does that do you a lot of good? It's in the hands of God. It's in the hands of Christ. So what? What good does that do to my life? My struggles, my weaknesses. Yes, All power is in Christ's hand. But what about me? So I looked then and studied the aspects of all the avenues that God makes available, his power to us. Because it doesn't matter too much if all power is in his hands. Yes, for some it may help. But what does it do to my life? And I found about five areas that are extremely helpful to each one of us. First of all, divine power can come through the grace of Christ, it's very important. Then, divine power through the Holy Spirit. Now, of course, you know, in our church, in some churches, this is debatable. Who is the Holy Spirit? What is it? Is it a power? Is the spirit? Or a person? And your understanding of what is the Holy Spirit is crucial in the success of your life. Divine powers through the angels. Do we realize it? Where is your angel? When you got up this morning... Did you realize where the angel was? Some of us not. Divine powers through the Holy Scriptures. Then divine power through his commands. So there's all avenues that are available to you and me. And then, uh, if time allows, I would like to give you an example of divine power in humans. So let us first talk to the the grace of Christ. What does grace of Christ do? What does it do in your life? First of all, grace is necessary for what? Don't you know that? Forgiveness for sins—it's extremely important. Yeah. And most of us reflect on forgiveness. We sin, we need forgiveness. We sin, we need forgiveness. Every time, every day, we need it. But there is another aspect of grace that many of us don't think about it, and that is the power to victory over sin. One Aspect of grace is to take care of our problems, to take care of forgiveness, to take care and give us a good feeling. You know, I mean, many Christians do this like Roman Catholics, our Roman Catholic friends. Once a week you go to what? To confession, to the priest. And then you explain your problems. And what does the priest say? Oh yeah, we take care of it. You do this and that and the other thing. And that takes care of it. And every week you come back and you confess again and again. You have to do a number of assignments and then you feel good because you do something yourself. But what about the power that God makes available? All power is in the hands of Christ. And what does it need? What does he do with this? He shares it. And so here then, divine power comes through the grace of Christ. We may believe in him, knowing that he will give us grace and power to do just what he bids us. You get it in Signs of the Times, August 11, 1909. So you believe in him, and he gives you grace and power to do what he wants you to do. And that's important because that enables us to do what he wants us to do. Here again, the perfection of Christian character. Now some of us don't like to talk about this because we see that we don't match up to the perfection of Christ. but the perfection of Christ depends of Christ's Christian character depends what? Holy upon the grace and strength, Found alone in God. Testimonies Volume 3, page 188. And so if you want to be perfect, what do you have to do? Many think okay, you have to work on it. But here it says it depends wholly. What does holy mean? Fully. Everything depends upon the strength. Found in God. So if you dream about perfection, think about God. There it is, not in use. And if you think of yourself, you can see failure after failure after failure. And parents with children can say, okay, we have tried it, we have tried it, and we are about to give it up. Because it doesn't seem to work. Friends, holy the strength is found in Christ. Again, divine power. And we don't talk about the weakness, but the power. Where is the power, the power, the power? In the grace of Christ. Paul here says in Second Corinthians 12, verse 9, and he said unto me, God, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in Weakness. Now how does that work? Weakness, and then you get strength. it doesn't seem to match. Most gladly, therefore, I will glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Second Corinthians 12:8. So what does Paul say? He says, my weakness gives me the strength. Now, is that your experience? Now, some may say, "Mm -hmm." but how can we get strength from weaknesses? Then Paul says, most clearly, therefore, I will glorify in my infirmities, my weaknesses, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So Paul got strength and power and victory through his weakness. Of course, first he pleaded with God for a long, long time. God, give me eyesight. I have a problem to see. I, I, it doesn't work with me. And what Christ Christ, Christ says, my, st- my, what? my strength is made in weakness. So listen, don't worry about it. You have the weaknesses. You work with this and whatever. But focus on your weakness doesn't give you a penny. It doesn't work. But if you go to me, then your weakness will get the strength of me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We all know it. Have you any trials? Have you any major problems? Have you any addictions? Are you following courses of self-esteem? Are you doing those things? What does it say? I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. And so here it is very important. Paul realizes That when he realizes his weakness, he receives strength through the grace of Christ. We have to acknowledge our weakness, and then we get the victory. Here again, we are to form characters. Jesus came to our world to bring divine power to man and by the grace of Christ. So you form a character, characters. Jesus' character. That was his 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 intention. He came to give us divine power through the grace of Christ. Beautiful friends. Signs of the Times, June 16, verse eighteen ninety. Here it is. Christ came here to form our characters and to give divine power. And divine power came through the grace of Christ. Now what about the Holy Spirit? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Do you believe it is a person and not simply a power? There are so many people today, they, they believe it is a power. But what about a person? He represents Jesus Christ. And if you want to have power through Jesus Christ, you need to accept him as a person. And if you don't do it, you lose much in this life. The Holy Spirit, Christ's representatives, arms the weakest with might to press forward to victory. Review and Herald, March 24, 1910. This is what she says just before she dies. So remember that it gives you power to the weakest. To press forward to this. If we submit to the working of the Holy Spirit, God will make us what? Partakers of the divine nature. Not the human nature just by itself, but divine nature. Only by walking according to the commandments of God can we be clean. Signs of the Times, January 3, 1900. I will share you this morning many, many powerful promises that they are for you. So in other words, the power comes to us through those promises. And then what we have to do is we have to claim them. If we don't claim them, we are a failure. But the condition is we have to submit ourselves. See? Are we willing to submit ourselves? If you submit yourselves to the Holy Spirit, God will make us partaker of the divine nature. We were missionaries for a number of years in Thailand. And the Buddhists looked at us, and also the monks, and they said, you know, your Christians are fabulous, but we can never achieve the perfection that you display. You can never do this. I said, you know, why not? You know, you have something that we don't. And what did we have? The divine nature. The Buddhists are working in their human nature, their human strength, and they can never achieve a Christian lifestyle. And so they said, we can never do it. But why couldn't they do it? They did not submit themselves the Holy Spirit, they didn't even know what the Holy Spirit was but if you submit yourself to the Holy Spirit, then you become partakers of the divine nature and not like the Buddhists that have only human nature, no partakers of the divine nature that give you power and strength through the promises of the Bible but you will receive power, after that the Holy Spirit is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. So what we should actually adjust is a little. And you, if you receive the power of the Holy Spirit, we shall be witnesses. Both where? In Dunlap? In Judea or Tennessee? In Samaria, in the whole of the United States? And to the uttermost parts of the world? Have you received this power? It's promised. We all know it is a promise. But are you witnesses in Dunlap? Are you witnesses in Tennessee? Are you witnesses in the States and through everywhere? Are you missionaries there? Oh, we can praise the Lord. I said, you know, we have four Bible workers Young fellows, they do a tremendous work. And we put some money in it for them. And we look at it and we encourage them. But what about yourself? What about us? Are we doing this? And if not, then we don't meet the condition. We haven't received the power that is given by the Holy Spirit. You see the point? So I want you to go home. Not, not now, not now. Just wait, wait. Tonight, and pray to the Lord. And ask yourself, investigate yourself. Am I the witness in Dunlap, in Tennessee, in America, and to the other post part of the world? Am I this? And if not, what about this promise? Didn't you promise the Holy Spirit And then you have to pray and plead with the Holy Spirit. Lord, give me that spirit so that I can be that missionary that you want us to be. Is it not a good assignment? As a professor, I like to give assignments to my students. And you are all my students. But don't be afraid. Because everything what God has promised, he will enable us. Yeah, you say, you know, I, I'm too old, you know, I, I, I'm retired. So what? So what? The sunset, we call it the sunset years of your life. And are they sunsets? They can be the most beautiful parts of your life. And God has a special mission for you. Here and everywhere. You believe that? Yes. So you have to ask yourself the question, why did God brought me to Dunlap? And I have to do it also myself. Why am I in Dunlap? What am I going to do? And God will work it out with you. And here, you see, what I'm sharing now with you is all the sources of power. The grace of Christ, the Holy Spirit, and now the angels. Now this morning somebody says, yes, I knew my angels this morning. Did everybody this morning realizes the angels? Maybe not. What comes through the angels? Let's see here. Around every tempted soul. Who is tempted here? Who is not tempted? Can I see hands who is not tempted? No, we are, we are everyone is tempted. There are angels of God ready to lift up the standard of righteousness. And that's what we need. We need Christ and his righteousness. And if the tempted one will only show a resistance to evil, each one may be an overcomer. Review Harold August 9, 1907. Do you see here the condition? Are you resistant? Are you developing a resistance? Okay, a number of you have moved here to Dunlap but you are not satisfied because this prophet says, uh, out of the city, out of the city. So you move then to Kegel Mountain to all kind of other mountains that are here and you buy property, you go there. But the question is, what are you taking with you? Some of us may take whole cities with us <laughs> New York City, the shows, and all those things. We can take it with us if you have your computers or TV and whatever. So, what are you taking with you? If you want to get the nice climate of the mountains, what are you going to take with you? Are you resisting the evil and the instruments of Satan? And if you resist the promises, each one may be an overcomer. Isn't it tremendous? And so those are the tremendous promises. This morning I'll send you, I'll share you about 15 of those promises. And if you can't write it down and whatever, don't worry about it because now we have a YouTube channel. And you can (laughs) go and go and go and look at the whole thing. The surrender must be complete. Every week, doubting, struggling soul. Do we have here weak souls in the church today? Do we have doubting? Are some of you struggling, or, or, or is there no struggle? What do you think? Are you not struggling anymore? But remember here, every weak, doubting, struggling soul who yields fully to the Lord is placed in direct touch with agencies that enable him to overcome. Heaven is near to him and he has the support and help of angels of mercy in every time of trial and need. Who would qualify for trials? No? Ah, I see some hands. Who qualifies of needs? Do you have any need? The angels are there. Legions of angels. Is it tremendous what the Lord has for us? But, what is the condition? The surrender must be complete. Is our surrender complete? If it is complete, then the legions of angels are there. If it is not complete, we have to struggle and struggle and struggle by ourselves, and we may not even make it. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Psalm 91, verse 11. Yes, friends. Are he people that are addicted to anyone? Smoking? Alcohol? Good food that is not good for us? Yeah. He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep you in the right way, away from addiction. See? See? It is God that gives us the power. God can give us, but you have to surrender. Surrender. And if that is true, then the promises of God become realities. There is no excuse for anybody who continues in addictions. You believe that? If we accept the promises, claim the promises... And now the Word of God. If studied and obeyed, the Word of God works in the heart, subduing every unholy attribute. Christ, object lesson, page 100. Any here with unholy attributes? Or do you have only holy attributes? Let's be honest. See? And do you see that picture here? What does that man do? He looks at what? The Word of God. The Scriptures. So look at the Word of God. And now, see what the man does. He, what does he do? He writes down. He writes down the promises. Because there is where is the power. The power, the power. Don't give up. God loves us so much that he provides us with thousands of promises. But it is if studied and obeyed. We need to study the word of God day by day by day and then call upon God and the angels to fortify us. Power through the scriptures. The means By which we can overcome the wicked one is that by which Christ overcame. See? Christ overcame, we can overcome. And what was it? What did Christ do? The power of the word. Desire of Ages 258. So you can see here every promise here that you share is power, power. So we have seen all power is in Christ's hand. He says all power is given to me. But he wants to channel it, and what I present to you are the avenues through which Christ gives you the power. And if we don't reflect upon the avenues, then it remains in Christ's hand, and we don't get it. Are you seeing the message? You're getting the point. When Jesus, ans- then Jesus answers the Jews and said to them, you do error, not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. Matthew 22, verse 29. Why were the Jews confused? Why did he err? Because they had the scriptures with them. But they didn't know the scriptures. They didn't study the scriptures. And therefore, they did not receive the power of God. And crucified Christ. Are you crucifying Christ by neglecting all his counsels? It's up to you, friends, to be a victorious Christian. Or a Christian who fails all the time. And this is not only for the older ones, but also for the younger ones. Friends, I sometimes wish you, I wish that I had known the er, Lord earlier, earlier than before my experience in Babylon. Yes. But I can praise the Lord that, I finally, that he finally found me. Because if he hadn't found me, then I would have been six feet deep in the earth especially a number of my friends are sick feet down. Because one of my greatest ambitions was to be a jet jet pilot. And uh, my friends did it too. And we all would go into the Air Force and become jet pilots. And that is what we wanted. But there was one obstacle in my life. And that was my mother. Because in the Dutch Air Force you can join it if you are 18 years of age. No, when you are 21 years of age. And I was only 18. And then your mother had to sign. And give you permission. And she did not. She said, over my dead body you don't. And so I had to wait. Three more years. And before I was 21, the Lord caught me. And I can praise him. And for the age of 21 until now, I can praise the Lord for the victory after victory after victory. Yes. Friends, this is And by the way, all those friends that went into the Air Force crashed. Not one of them exempted, and they're dead. And I'm alive. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! It's really amazing how how providence works. Now, powers through His commands. God never places before us a requirement without giving us the power to perform it. Isn't it marvelous? Whatever the Lord provides you for, for you. He gives you the power to perform it. Review and Herald, June 22, 1905. Oh, friends, what a loving God we have. What a loving Savior. Our Heavenly Father requires no more, nor less. He has given us the ability to do. Christ op 382. Or oh, was 362. So what does he require? No more, no less. Just sufficient. Isn't it marvelous? What a marvelous God we have, that what he asks us, he gives us the power. Again, power, power, power through the commands. The Lord requires of us nothing that he does not give us power to perform. Wonderful, wonderful. So when you do your assignment this afternoon, and he wants you to go to New Guinea, so what? Oh Lord, I can't do it. Why not? I give you the power. And a number of my friends are in in New Guinea, and they wish that there were more of their friends who would take a a plane, and work there. Yes, friends. Signs of the Times, March 26, 1902. No one can keep God's commandments except in Christ's power. Review and Herald, May 7, 1901. What a God we have. What a God we have. And there is the power. Whatever you read in Scripture, in Christ is the power. Praise him. And now here are some examples of people who live godly lives. The godly character of this prophet, which is Enoch, is to represent the state of holiness to which the people of God must attain, who expect to be translated into heaven. Review and hell July 31. 1882. do you expect to go to heaven do you expect to be translated so the godly character of Enoch is your goal you believe that and so therefore if you believe it what are your actions oh I'm weak but you are strong through Christ all the time, go to Christ. Go to Christ. No matter how weak. And Lord, I can't do it. Cannot need to be buried in the grave. Friends, what a Lord we have. And then here you see Enoch and us. Oh yes, but Enoch lived in a different climate, in a different society. No, friends, Enoch had temptations as well as we he was surrounded with society no more friendly to righteousness than is that which surrounds us. The atmosphere he breathed was tainted with sin and corruption, the same as ours. Can our society be worse than Enoch? No, it's not worse. It's the same. He was unsullied with the prevailing sins of the age in which he lived. So may we remain pure and uncorrupted. Praise the Lord. What a promise. Second Testimonies, page 122. And how do we walk? How uh, we walk with the Lord... The spirit which Enoch, Joseph, and you know, we studied this today, about Joseph, you know, uh, uh, and the dysfunctional family, what he, what he has, and whatever, and the temptations, you know? And then Daniel, the spirit which Enoch, Joseph, Daniel possess, we may have, we may draw from the same source of strength, possess the same Power of self control. What self control did Joseph have? Did he give in? No. And his firm position of not giving in. What was the revolt? What was the result? In prison. He was in prison. Can you see how much he felt? He says, Lord, are you now with me? I tried to not sin against you, and you put me into prison. And then, the same graces may shine out in our lives. Signs of the Times, November 11, 1886. Here, Daniel. And Daniel was firm, and the Lord shut the lion's mouth. It's a nice children's story. And Lord shut the angel. The Lord shut the lion's mouth. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. That's what the Lord did. And he, that he resisted this when most of our powers are gone, in the year when he was about in his nineties, the Lord gave him also special power. And so, friends, here I have shared for you with you a number of powerful promises. Don't dwell upon the wickedness that we see here every week, coming through all the news media, through the TV. Don't look at those things. Look at the promises that God has given us. And then you will be victorious. And so may the Lord bless you richly with your experience in the divine power of grace of Christ, the Holy Spirit, the angels, the scriptures, and God's commands. Here are the five areas through which God gives us the power to be victorious. What do you think? Isn't, don't we have a loving God that makes us all available, all those things? And yet, how often do we neglect those powers? Fathers and mothers, if you have young children, teach them the way they should go and when they're all they will praise you for what you have done and if there's anybody who is addicted to any kind of vice here is the answer there is power 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 in the blood and let us conclude this morning with singing about the power of the blood may god bless you